augmented reality is bringing something from the digital world into the real world. You can actually have a simulated environment of what an oil rig would look like and have them perform their training in that environment and not worried about having the risk. Hello, you're listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast, the podcast that explores learning in the 21st century with educators, leaders, and entrepreneurs from around the world. I'm your host, Ling Ling. I'm also the founder and director of Spark Learning Solutions. We help to build thriving organizational cultures and create effective intercultural collaboration through education, coaching, and consulting. Games are an important learning tool that provide immersive, interactive, and creative spaces for learners of all ages. Learning technologists and educators are finding ways to harness AR and VR to enhance learning experiences. AR and VR is also known as augmented reality and virtual reality. With AR and VR technology becoming more accessible and affordable, the possibilities it can offer to learners and educators alike are endless. In 2016, Pokemon Go, a mobile game with augmented reality technology, made it big in the world. Today, Pokemon Go has 147 million active users monthly. But is learning with AR and VR as effective as we believe it to be? To help shed light onto the world of AR and VR is King Coronel, founder and CEO of Lumos Education Solutions, a tech startup company based in Singapore. He is also involved in real estate, investment, and F&B. Lumos's mission is to rekindle people's passion for learning and is achieving this through innovations focused on AR and VR. Welcome, King. Hi, Ling Ling. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. Mind if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself? Okay, so I'm in the education industry for a decade. I was a former teacher and a museum ambassador. And then I moved into ICT integration, technology integration in schools. And that's where I started uh, my company. Oh, excellent. So what motivated you to start Lumos Education Solutions? Like many people, I was also trying to find a deeper purpose. I was not happy. Then I came across a book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. It had a huge impact in me. And so I began the journey to find a deeper why. And I found that why in Lumos. It is my passion and it is the North Star. Our why is to uplift the quality of education in the region and especially in developing countries. We transform schools and classrooms into the digital age of learning. Okay. I know there are a number of listeners or people out there who did not have the experience of augmented reality or virtual reality. So for the benefit of our listeners who haven't had the chance to use this technology, 
mind if you could explain to us what is augmented reality and can you give some examples of how it's being used? Okay, and augmented reality is bringing something from the digital world into the real world. For example, you have a mobile device and you're talking about the solar system. You can actually start to use your mobile device and see the entire solar system, bring it into your classroom. But this would be better than your normal textbook photos, but you could actually go around the sun or the different planets and see them like having them in the real world. Then how about virtual reality? So what is virtual reality? And can you give us some examples of how it's being used? Okay, virtual reality is bringing a person into the digital world. So for example, you wanted to see the pyramids. Okay, so you wear a headset, all right, and you load up the solution and voila, you're there in uh, seeing, immersing yourself into Egypt and seeing the pyramids. Okay. They both sound really exciting technology, bringing digital into the real world and bringing a person into the digital world. But as an education solution, why use AR and VR? Why not other forms of technology? Well, um, there are lots of new technologies in education. AI and blockchain are some of the interesting new technologies. All are in early stages, but I think uh, VR has come a long way from the roller coaster fear factor experience. It has evolved or refined to an education tool in recent years. Uh, people are seeing the value it brings in education and in training. Mm, I see. So, what is it about this technology as compared to AI and blockchain that is so, so fascinating? And are there some examples uh, you can share on where? AR and VR is being used in the education space. Okay. Our learners today love technology. VR and AR provides immersive learning experience. There was actually a study done by the International Research Agency in Europe that found that VR and AR, when used in classroom, attention level soars up to 92%. And on average, 86% of the students improve their test results. So imagine having a high-cost and high-risk environments. You are able to take your learners to those environments most of the time you will be restricted uh, because you don't have enough budget. But with VR, you can actually take them and have them experience something and actually save money. Okay. What are some of these high-risk environments you're talking about? Let's say you wanted to have people bring people to an oil rig or a radiation plant or something that uh, maybe also like a health and safety issue. Okay. So say we use the oil rig as an example. So how can this education technology support this person's learning and development if we put this person in a high-risk environment such as an oil rig? Okay. Normally bringing a person or bringing a, a whole 
class or people to an oil rig would be very expensive. So what this does is that uh, you can actually have a simulated environment of what an oil rig would look like and have them perform their training in that environment and uh, not worried about having the risk. Mm, I see. So it's in a way using AR and VR to simulate an environment without risking the lives of the learners themselves or spending too much money by transporting them to the actual location. Definitely, yes. That's the um, main purpose. Mm, I see. What do you see other challenges in adopting AR and VR as a learning or an education tool? Okay, I think provision of hardware and software alone isn't enough to improve the learning outcomes. You have to have a long-term partnership or collaboration to help you or to guide you through the implementation process. Having a one-hour or two-hour workshop for teachers and then just hope that they will use the technology is not enough. Mm, Okay. The challenge you see in adopting AR and VR is rather people see it more as a hardware or like a gaming tool, but not being able to fully optimize or utilize that technology for their own learning. So therefore, partnership and a collaboration would definitely help you know, the learners and educators to fully optimize using this technology. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. I think a lot of schools, there's so much procurement that is being done, but in the end, it's just being stuck on a shelf and it's not being utilized. It's just gathering dust. And so it's a waste of uh, money. So what I believe could be the solution is to get a a partner or a collaborator that will help you with the implementation process. Okay. Being a technology ed tech on itself, I can imagine purchasing AR and VR equipment and software can be rather costly too. Is that the case? Um, There are different levels of costs. Uh, You can actually start off with uh, free softwares and uh, there's also Google uh, Cardboards that could actually be a lot cheaper than uh, higher end stuff. So you can start with those. Mm, I see. I also imagine with technology like AR and VR, because it's focused on the space that we're in, be it digital or in reality. So I'd imagine only certain kinds of topics would be suitable for using this technology. So what kinds of topics would be suitable for AR and VR and which is not so suitable? I think the possibilities are endless. I believe it is suitable for any topic, but I can tell you that what the technology doesn't have today is AI voice interactions. And um, I do hope to see in the future cloud VR as well. Okay. Can you explain to us more what is AI voice interaction and what is VR cloud? Okay. So AI voice interaction, just imagine being in a digital world and then you can actually give commands and not being restricted with controllers and having an AI 
talking to you and uh, really executing what you wish to do in that world, in that digital world. And then wherein cloud VR is that, I think it's the solution wherein it could drive the cost of VR dramatically down, all right, wherein everything would be available via cloud and you just stream it down to your device and even the processing of the or rendering of the 3D devices would be done in cloud as well. So that is a great future to see. Ah, I see. So we are still in a long ways in our journey to develop our AR and VR technology and integrating it into our learning space. Yes, but um, we are getting close day by day. There are improvements that are happening in uh, the VR world and also in the, the AR world. So we're, we're getting there. Yes. Oh, that sounds exciting. So if I want to develop AR or VR education solution for my company or my organization, how can I go about doing this? And how long does it usually take to develop an edtech solution? Okay, so um, for bespoke solution kits, it can take three to six months. We start off with having uh, discussions on what they want to do with the program, what are their objectives. From there, we can explore what media should we use. Should we use 3D models or 2D models like videos and 360 photos? then we recommend the hardware best suitable for those uh, media. Do we use mobile phones or do we use PC tethered devices like Oculus Rift or HTC Vive? Now we also have uh, standalone devices as well. Well, what do you mean by standalone devices? Uh, Standalone devices wherein you don't actually need a mobile phone in the headsets like, you know, Google Cardboard, you would put in a, a mobile device and then put that mobile phone in the headset. What standalone devices are is that it's just a headset and it is actually not tethered into any PC and you are actually free to move around and do things with it. Okay, so what you mean is pretty much... If, if it's Google VR headset, it's just Google Cardboard with a mobile phone device in it. Mm-hmm. And it's not connected by cable. It's wireless, completely wireless. Right, yes. Cool. And how long does it take to develop this? That's uh, three to six months. Three to six months. Oh, wow. Yeah, depending on the uh, complexity of the objectives. Okay. Just out of curiosity, what is a complex program and what is not a complex, what is a simple one? Okay, so um, a 3D model, let's take, for example, a flight simulation. So what would be involved in the control panel? So what are the things that would be needed to be done by the pilot himself? So things like this would be a complex solution. And then for A not-so-complex solution would be just, you know, you create maybe a 360 photo of an environment and you just wanted to bring learners into that environment and see, experience, immerse themselves in that environment. 
Oh, wow. It does sound like uh, using AR and VR as an edtech can do so much with it. There's a lot of opportunities to create so many things with with this technology, recreating an environment or recreating a simulation in a high-risk kind of situation like in a pilot or an oil rig. So I can see why AR and VR is such a fascinating technology. If I want to be an AR or VR developer, what kind of skills do I need to learn in order to become a developer? Okay, so you need to know 3D design, you have to have like experience in video editing. You have a good sense of creating content and those content should be in line with the uh, client's objective, program objective. And you have to have uh, programming skills and things like that. Yes. Oh, wow. It sounds like this person needs to be very dynamic, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> definitely. Does it take a long time to learn all of this? It does. I myself is actually uh, self-taught in this uh, field. And so it took me about maybe two, three years to finally be comfortable and do these things and be able to put them in reality. Oh, wow. Two or three years, it sounds quite a commitment to learn about AR and VR. And with your dedication of being self-taught, I know how difficult it is to learn things on your own. I'm sure it will be successful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. What do you foresee is the future of AR and VR in the education or learning space? Do you foresee it being adopted by more people? Do you foresee it as evolving even more? than what it is today. What do you envision the future of AR and VR to be? Well, I envision that most of the schools will be adopting AR and VR technology in terms of their education. So I, I can really see the advantage or the value that it brings in terms of simulation and training and providing not just like an exploration or expedition value, but it can be really an education tool that could be a, a lifelong learning. Oh, wow. I don't know if this is a relevant question or not, but let's say I am interested and curious about AR and VR, and I want to purchase one myself for my own learning and education. So what do I do? How do I go about it? I would say you check the internet with uh, what you would want to to learn or what your learning outcomes are. And there are many solution provider that is available. And what is actually being done in the field today is that they create content specific to your need. So if let's say you, you have a class that you would want to have a CSI investigation of and they can create or we can create something that is specific to your need and that would really bring value to your class. Classroom. Okay. But let's say if I as an individual, not part of any classroom or company, I like to use AR for my own personal learning. Is it something that I can just go out to Google and look for? Or 
do I really have to go through a school and have everything be bespoke? There are also apps available out there uh, that you can use for personal use. You just have to give it time and research about what are those apps that uh, are available. Like I know, let's take, for example, Google Expedition. It's a free software that you can download and learn. It has about 800 VR contents, and there's also 100 plus AR content. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that Google has so much content for their AR and VR technology. (laughs) That sounds excellent. Yes. So any parting advice for our listeners, especially if, you know, they want to get into this AR and VR tech space in education and learning? Okay. So I would say uh, to start with a low cost level, you can explore and find out other apps that are being used that are free and available for download. Um, You can also use uh, Google Cardboards that are cheaper and more affordable headsets. And then from there, maybe you can actually go a step further when you see the results or the impact that it has on your students or learners. Cool. Excellent. So if any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Well, uh, they can reach me at my email is king.coronel at lumos-edsolutions.com. They can also get in touch with us through our uh, Lumos Education Solutions website. We're also available in social media. We have LinkedIn account. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Excellent. It sounds like you're everywhere and you're easy to find. (laughs) Yes, I am. Thank you very much for your time, King. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much, Ling Ling. That was King Coronel, CEO and co-founder of Lumos Education Solutions. We were just talking about learning with augmented reality and virtual reality technology. Highlights of this episode and contact details of our guest is available on our website at www.culturespark.co slash podcasts. That is www.culturespark.co slash podcasts. In our next episode, we will speak to veteran journalist and broadcaster, Tamar Nabili. We will be discussing about the power of questions. Hey listeners, we're halfway through season two of the Leaders of Learning podcast. Another fantastic news is that the podcast show has reached 100,000 downloads. I just want to give a quick shout out to all my listeners in Vietnam, Indonesia, Philippines, not forgetting Malaysia and Singapore, as well as 27 other countries. Thank you so much for supporting the show and for making 2018 a wonderful year for podcasting. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to my team, Gayatri Arjunan, for doing an amazing job with the copy and for editing, as well as my audio engineer, Dave Azaya, who has done an amazing job in the post-production. Without you guys, season two wouldn't be here today. 
If this podcast has helped you, your colleagues, your friends, your company in any way at all, please reach out to me and share with me your story. I would definitely love to hear it from you. Drop me a line at ling at culturespark.co. That's L-I-N-G at C-U-L-T-U-R-E-S-P-A-R-K dot C-O. I would definitely love to hear from you. And since we're halfway through season two, I would like to wish you Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. For those who don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Eat a lot. Don't drink too much. Have a great time. And we'll see you for the second half of Leaders of Learning podcast in 2019. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever you download your podcast. If you believe this podcast show will help a friend or family, please share this episode with them via social media or your podcast app. Thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast. Google Expedition, it's a free software that you can download and learn. It has about 800 VR contents, and there's also 100 plus AR content. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that Google has so much content for their AR and VR technology. (laughs) That sounds excellent. Yes. So any parting advice for our listeners? especially if, you know, they want to get into this AR and VR tech space in education and learning? Okay, so I would say uh, to start with a low-cost level, you can explore and find out other apps that are being used that are free and available for download. Um, You can also use uh, Google Cardboards that are cheaper and more affordable headsets. And then from there, maybe you can actually go a step further when you see the results or the impact that it has on your students or learners. Cool. Excellent. So if any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Well, uh, they can reach me at my email is king.coronel at lumos hyphen edsolutions.com. They can also get in touch with us through our uh, Lumos Education Solutions website. We're also available in social media. We have LinkedIn account, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Excellent. It sounds like you're everywhere and you're easy to find. (laughs) Yes, I am. Thank you very much for your time, King. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much, Ling Ling. That was King Coronel, CEO and co-founder of Lumos Education Solutions. We were just talking about learning with augmented reality and virtual reality technology. Highlights of this episode and contact details of our guest is available on our website at www.culturespark.co slash podcasts. That is www.culturespark.co slash podcasts. In our next episode, we will speak to veteran journalist and broadcaster, Tamor Nabili. We will be discussing about the power of questions.
Hey, listeners! We're halfway through season two of the Leaders of Learning podcast. Another fantastic news is that the podcast show has reached a hundred thousand downloads. I just want to give a quick shout out to all my listeners in Vietnam, Indonesia, Philippines, not forgetting Malaysia and Singapore, as well as twenty-seven other countries. Thank you so much for supporting the show and for making 2018 a wonderful year for podcasting. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to my team, Gayatri Arjunan, for doing an amazing job with the copy and for editing, as well as my audio engineer Dave Azaya, who has done an amazing job in the post production. Without you guys, season two wouldn't be here today. If this podcast has helped you, your colleagues, your friends, your company in any way at all, please reach out to me and share with me your story. I would definitely love to hear it from you. Drop me a line at ling at culturespark dot co. That's l i n g at c u l t u r e s p a r k dot co. I would definitely love to hear from you. And since we're halfway through season two, I would like to wish you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. For those who don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Eat a lot. Don't drink too much. Have a great time, and we'll see you for the second half of Leaders of Learning podcast in 2019. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever you download your podcast. If you believe this podcast show will help a friend or family, please share this episode with them via social media or your podcast app. Thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast. <laughs>